Revelation. Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the Union Naval. That's to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Well, not exactly. Alan Nathan, Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today, who is on assignment. And because there is so much going on, we're going to dive right in with our first guest, someone I have enjoyed talking to every single time. I have him on either in the Alan Nathan, on the Alan Nathan show or on my own show, Spouting Off. His name is Selwyn Duke. He's the proprietor of SelwynDuke.com, but that's just the beginning. He's written for The New American for over 10 years, has been a contributor to outlets such as The Hill, The American Conservative, and The American Thinker. Selwyn Duke, thanks for... Uh, starting us off on the Ellen Nathan show on this day and welcome to the program. Hi there, Karen. Great to be with you as always. Yes, yes, it is. Well, I am on your well traveled site, SelwynDuke.com. That's S E L W Y N Duke.com for those who are keeping track, and I hope they will. Let's discuss your very first article, and I'm hoping we can discuss the second one, too, because that's a doozy. But let us start with the question that you raise, how compromised is Joe Biden? China, this is from your article, the subject title, China revealing Hunter's bank records was a threat, says a senator. Why don't you unpack that for us? Yeah, sure, Karen. Well, I have to say there may be a family in the United States that's greedier than the Biden family, but we haven't identified them yet. (laughs) You know, we know about how Hunter Biden, uh, the Bidens have taken money from Ukraine. I mean, Hunter Biden was getting money from the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, tens of thousands of dollars a month. And we know that he had no expertise in the energy business. Often he didn't even have enough energy to get out of bed. So we know that something's going on. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. But now we have these bank records that were turned over by this Cathay Bank, which is based in Los Angeles, but it has offices in China that show that the Bidens also got millions upon millions of dollars from Chinese sources, Karen. Now, we sort of knew this before, but now we have a paper trail. And these bank records were requested by the senators, Ron Johnson. He's from Wisconsin and Grassley of Iowa. Anyway, it is absolutely unbelievable the level of the grift here, Karen. And I'm not going to give you chapter and verse because we don't want to get down in the weeds there. But basically, Hunter Biden had this company that he jointly owned that was Hudson West 3. They got $1 million from one Chinese energy company that's now defunct. And then they got $5 million from some Northern International Capital Holdings, which is associated with that Chinese energy company. And it just goes on and on and on. And we learn it wasn't just Hunter Biden, but actually Joe Biden's brother, James Biden, was getting money and other Bidens as well. 
we hear, it's just absolutely unbelievable. And when we uh, talk about Biden being compromised, Karen, I'm sorry. Did you want to say? No, I'm just saying, oh, uh, okay. no, 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 no. Go okay. right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we talk about Biden being compromised, I mean, this is why. And I'm not the one who's saying that the Chinese are sending him a threat. That was Johnson, Senator Johnson. He said, in my mind, this is the Chinese government telling Joe Biden, we've got the goods on you, buddy, and we're willing to dish it up. Now, I don't know if that's true. Cafe Bank denies that. One of their spokesmen said that, that they were just complying with the records request. That very well may be the case. But really, Karen, the deeper issue here is that we've got good reason to think that Biden is compromised because he's received all this money from the Chinese, obviously not in exchange for any relevant expertise. It was just influence peddling. And we have to ask, what kind of dirt do the Chinese have on Joe Biden? But then again, we also have to say who is really running the country because Biden is senile, so who's pulling his strings? So it's really a very, very complex picture. But what we do know is that we've got corrupt people in charge of this country, and that really explains why we're losing tremendous face and influence on the world scene. I mean, I yes. guess I'll keep quiet now, but I well, can talk no, about that. Well, no, you're on not to keep quiet, uh, and you're <laughs> always so good and articulate in explaining complex issues. I have to ask among, there are, there are so many questions here, but here's one. What are the Chinese getting for their money? Well, <laughs> that's really a good question. We do know what's been happening on the world scene. I mean, China still has not explained what happened with the COVID virus that escaped from their lab in Wuhan, and they haven't been held accountable. And Joe Biden, of course, has made no effort to hold them accountable. Is that a coincidence? Not. Yeah. And I then we had that not. surveillance balloon. Yeah. The surveillance yes. balloon that was flown over our territory. Again, Biden didn't have too much to say about that. He doesn't want to make a stink about it. We see countries that used to be our allies, Karen, Mexico, Turkey, France, Saudi Arabia. They're openly criticizing us now and they're cozying up to China. And again, Joe Biden doesn't seem to be doing much about this. And then we see China. It has an alliance now with Russia, India and multiple African countries, also some South American countries. And they're determined to move away from the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency. And that would really transform us into a second rate power. And again, Joe Biden is not doing anything about this. And we have China expanding its influence everywhere. I mean, into Africa, the South Pacific region, South America. And again, Joe Biden is just sitting on his hands or his handlers are. So there's a lot to worry about here. But again, I want to keep it real, Karen. I want to say that even if we didn't have to worry about Joe Biden being compromised with the kind of people we have in charge, this is exactly the kind of policy you could expect because the people in charge are the hate America first crowd. They're not looking out for our best interests. This is not putting America first. This is putting America last. That's what it is. Uh, Selwyn, uh, that's exactly where I was going to go. What we often, and I say this uh, sarcastically, make the mistake of doing uh, good, decent Americans who just want to live their lives is uh, 
starting with the premise that the people in Washington, namely uh, the presidential potted plant, Joe Biden, (laughs) and the rest actually have our best interests at heart, that that we would start with the supposition that their job and their desire is to protect Americans and protect America and American sovereignty. And everything we've seen defies that assumption. And so it's not a big jump that they would be assisting China in helping America decline. It's so in your face. Is there any, any, any possibility of accountability here when the people with the power are the people committing the crimes? Yeah, well, that's the problem. I mean, of course, the Bidens control the DOJ right now. That's the issue. And even if the Republicans take control in 24, and I'm not feeling too enthusiastic about that with all the vote fraud, I mean, the bottom line is that you have this deep state. And the deep state, it's the permanent bureaucracy, by the way, for anyone who thinks that that sounds like tinfoil hat talk. It exists. I mean, I know there was that liberal writer who wrote a while back that he called it the steady state. You might remember that article. I think it appeared in the New York Times. But he actually said, yeah, we're the steady state and we're preventing Donald Trump from acting upon his worst instincts. This was some years ago. So we know it exists. And with this deep state, even when you have a Republican in power, unfortunately, there's never any accountability for these left wingers. That's why I said years ago, being a liberal today means never having to say you're sorry. It's really a very, very sad state of affairs. And then also remember, Karen, you've got Mm -hmm. the mainstream media carrying water for the Democrats. And if they're not going to expose the truth, so pressure is applied, nothing is going to happen. You can have all of these revelations about the Bidens and a thousand other things, but it's like if a tree falls in a forest and no one hears it, does it make a noise? Yes, it does, but no one hears it. This is the same thing. The media are not going to talk about it, so no one's going to know about it. Then no pressure is applied. And that's another example of why our mainstream media uh, together, collectively, really is one of the most destructive entities in this country. Exactly. And you hear that music. You've graciously agreed to stay with us for one more segment so that we can go ahead and and discuss that second article that I was talking about. Thanks for holding on. We're talking to Selwyn Duke. We're off and running here with The Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline. Stay tuned, and we'll have more after this. This message is provided by Beringer Ingelheim. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is one of the more common forms of progressive fibrosing interstitial lung diseases with symptoms including breathlessness during activity, a dry and persistent cough, chest discomfort, fatigue, and weakness. There are more than 200 lung disorders that can lead to pulmonary fibrosis, an irreversible scarring of lungs that can negatively impact lung function, quality of life, and may become life-threatening. While approved treatments for people living with these diseases can help slow disease progression, new therapies are needed to help potentially stop progression. Fortunately, there is new research underway to assess the safety and efficacy of an investigational treatment in patients with IPF and other progressive ILDs. This is part of Beringer Ingelheim's Phase 3 Global 
Global Fibroneer Program. To learn more about Fibroneer and eligibility requirements, visit fibroneer-ipf.longboat.com and fibroneer-ild.longboat.com. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math that aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM Skills Build is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM Skills Build is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time Ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at PVA.org. Welcome back, everyone. To the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today. And uh, we have with us Selwyn Duke, proprietor of SelwynDuke.com, uh, a writer for The New American, and a wonderful guest. Uh, thank you so much for staying with us, Selwyn. We certainly do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Did you have anything else to add on this uh, first article, How Compromised is Joe Biden? Because I want to get to this bizarre thing in Washington state, which we'll cover right after that. 
No, no. I think we wrap that up. Listen, okay. the Bidens are just as greedy as can be. What can you say? <laughs> yeah, and it's in your face. It's totally in your face because uh, right now they're enjoying no, count it, no accountability. So here is um, a title from your April 17th uh, posting. All of Washington State GOP votes no. All Democrats vote yes to allow hiding kids from parents for sex change operations. Talk about that. This one, they all get me my hair on fire, but this one in particular, go for it. Right, right. Well, here's the situation. In Washington state right now, the law is such where if a child happens to be at some youth care facility, shelter, something like that, the parents have to be notified. However, under this bill, it's SB 5599, and it's passed both houses there in Washington. These facilities would not be notifying the parents. Instead, they would just contact the state if the child says that he wants to have so-called gender-affirming treatments, and that's a euphemism. Really, what I call them are sexual distortion treatments. That's how we should refer to them, SDTs, because what you, when you're affirming someone's so-called gender, first of all, people don't have gender. Words do if you want to use the language properly. That's something that was co-opted by the left, the term gender. People have the quality known as sex. But real sex affirming care would be trying to help the person to understand to accept the sex that he was born as. Okay, that's the first thing. But the second thing is this is just a tremendous assault on parental rights. And by the way, abortion is included in this. If a girl is at one of these youth really? care facilities and says that, uh. yeah, she wants to have an abortion, then also those facilities don't have to <clears throat> notify the parents. They can just notify mm. the state's child protective care services. And let's yeah. understand something, Karen. We have a situation in many schools in this country where if a child wants an aspirin, parental approval must be sought. But now they're saying with respect to this ridiculous agenda, which I call, as I think you know, the must agenda, made up sexual status, not the transgender agenda. With this ridiculous agenda, they're willing to trump all of that simply in deference to it. And let me say something about this, because this is so, so important. It must be understood that there is no good science behind the MUS agenda at all. I don't know if we have discussed this, but I've been studying this for many, many years. The people who are behind this agenda, they want to claim that if a boy says deep down that he's a girl, that at issue is some biological phenomenon, right? They say it's not psychological. But guess what? If I go into a doctor and I say that to him, well, he's not going to perform any kind of test to determine that a biological phenomenon is at issue. There is no brain scan for this condition. There is no genetic test, Karen, for it. There is no blood chemistry test. You know how the diagnosis is made? It's made based on feelings. And I'll use their right. terminology now. They'll say <laughs> if you have strong feelings of cross-gender identification that have lasted for longer than six months, then we'll diagnose you as having so-called gender dysphoria, which I call sexual identity disorder. And on that basis, and on that basis alone, a doctor may prescribe for a child puberty blockers, which have irreversible effects, eventually cross-sex hormones, and maybe down the road, 
this so-called surgery, this bottom surgery or top surgery, which is just sexual mutilation surgery, again, things that cannot be reversed. And how ridiculous is this, Karen? Let's put it in perspective. Again, they are diagnosing a supposed biological phenomenon using psychological criteria. And that's no different than if you go to the doctor and you say to him, you know, doc, I'm just sure that I have heart disease. I've got strong feelings in that regard. And his turning around and saying, oh, really? Have the feelings been persistent? Have they lasted for longer than six months? Okay, I'll cut open your chest and perform a bypass. It's the exact same thing. This is quackery. It's not a legitimate diagnostic method. This is such a huge issue. And while reasonable, normal people are in shock by the rampant social contagion, the intent of uh, doing this to little children and its child abuse and the trampling on parents' rights and all the rest. I just watched a video, and I want to recommend it to you. Uh, And it's from someone named Jennifer Billick. Bilek, I mm. urge you to watch it. Who is behind the trans agenda? She is an investigative journalist, a feminist, and leading voice. Uh, I don't, I not can't have her on the radio uh, at the moment. But uh, but you could really investigate this. What she says is that there is truly a motive by huge banks, not just to make money on this with all the surgeries, but something, believe it or not, even more sinister. And I want to get your thoughts about it. I never heard this before until this morning, that there definitely is a transhumanism in transgender ideology. And that erasing the boundaries between men and women, up and down, right and left, is is an entryway into this bad sci-fi movie transhumanism with with all of that that it uh, <laughs> connotes have you gone there and will you talk about it because it's it's like drinking like a from a fire hose you cannot keep up with this level of evil and there are reasons this is being pushed down our throats right now Yeah, well, absolutely. I've heard that, too. And whether or not that's part of the agenda, certainly it's going to have that effect, because when you start saying that all these things are relative and that our biology is malleable and that we can just will ourselves into being something else, then, of course, what does that lead to? And let's understand that this is the oldest and most destructive lie in the book. And by the way, if people out there, some of them are not people of faith, they can take this metaphorically. But this is the lie right out of Eden. Okay, you eat this fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and you can be like God. This Mm. is what evil wants to do, wants to turn God's plan on its head. God said, male and female, he made them. Okay, well, evil doesn't want that. Evil wants to say, you can be like God. You can make yourself male or female. You just have to will it. I am so sorry that we have run out of time. You are always such a pleasure. SelwynDuke.com. Read his stuff. He's very, very valuable. And we'll talk a little more at the end of the show, towards the end of the show about this video by Jennifer Billick. 
Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more of the Alan Nathan Show right after this. Don't go away. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common, but after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve and again on Valentine's Day and on random occasions throughout the the year. They're drawn to each other, though they are each too insecure to be their true selves. So what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist? Author Elise Bryant. This is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are. I hope readers enjoy going along in this ride with Reggie and Delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold. Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and zero sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal crispy chicken sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way at Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. The forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Plant puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, 
you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today. And boy, am I excited to have with us somebody that I haven't gotten to interview in a long time. I remember tracking her down, and she was just as gracious as could be. She is president and founder of Health Freedom Defense Fund. You're going to want to remember that, Health Freedom Defense Fund, a nonprofit which seeks to rectify health injustice through education, advocacy, and legal challenges to unjust mandates, laws, and policies that undermine our health freedoms and human rights, something that is happening on the, the most powerful and horrifying scale I've ever seen. Leslie Manukian is president of that organization. Welcome, Leslie to the Ellen Nathan Show. Hi, Karen. It's so great to be with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's such a pleasure. And I, I uh, cheer this organization on and, and hope that many, many people will support it. You're here today to talk partly about the L.A. school district losing, thank God, a court mm-hmm. battle against employees who refused the jab. Tell us the good news about that one. Yeah. So the Los Angeles Unified School District is the second largest school district in the United States. And the school district met with Dr. Anthony Fauci the night before locking down in 2020, first school district in the United States to do that. But then what happened was they actually mandated the shot. I think it was August 13th of 2021. Now, that's really important because the CDC issued guidance on, September, uh, on July 27th of 2021 saying that the shots don't stop transmission or infection. So why in the world would you mandate something that does not stop transmission or infection? But it did. And then it fired 500 employees, and then it displaced, meaning forced them to retire or put on leave hundreds more. I don't know the total exact amount, but it's well over 1,000 is what we believe. And um, we filed a lawsuit challenging their mandate. The judge found against us. We're appealing. But then what happened was LAUSD then went to the court and asked the court to award 
$200,000, over $200,000 in attorney's fees to LAUSD, make the plaintiffs, oh. HFDF, and individual named plaintiffs pay their attorney's fees of over $200,000 for attempting wow. to defend their constitutionally protected rights. And the judge issued a ruling and said, no, absolutely no. And, they, and she specifically said in her ruling, it was so interesting, one line, for reasons um, cited by plaintiffs, motion denied. So she smacks them down. And she smacked them down, Karen, because they misled the court. They lied. Mm. How did they lie? What did, what did well, they, they lie about? Well, they did it in, in several ways. First of all, they continue to maintain that the shots confer immunity and protection, and it's unsafe for unvaccinated people to come to campus which is demonstrably untrue. Their rule is arbitrary because they are classifying the vaccinated and unvaccinated differently, even though CDC says not to. Okay, so that's one thing. But the most important thing was we actually sued them over their um, first mandate when they issued a mandate over the emergency use authorized shot, the EUA shot. And they rescinded their mandate the day after we filed the suit. And then huh. as the, the case worked, I know, crazy, huh? huh? As yeah. the case worked its way through the court, what they did was they actually told the court, we do not have a mandate and we do not intend to have a mandate. So After the court, they had one. Uh-huh. Well, they'd already issued one, but the thing is, right. they said, no, we don't have one now because they had backed down. This is, so we've had two uh-huh. cases against them. In the first case, when it went to court in July of 2021, they said, we don't have a mandate and we have no intention of having a mandate. And so the judge dismissed the case, saying, look, it's not ripe. Ripeness means that there's no really um, uh, issue that needs to be adjudicated by the court. And so she dismissed it and said, you can bring it again if necessary. Well, 17 days later, LAUSD issued a mandate. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry, I'm the- amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we, fi- we filed suit a second time. And then we actually, in discovery, we deposed their officials. And they told us in deposition under, you know, penalty of perjury that they had been planning to issue a mandate. They had been drafting it in the first half of July of 2021. So they misled the court. They lied to the court. And our oh. attorneys literally submitted affidavits to the court that LAUSD and their attorneys had misled the court. And so it's very interesting to me that I believe that the that the court is fully aware that LAUSD has not only been heartless in, you know, firing and um, placing on leave all of these uh, unpaid leave hundreds, over a thousand people in total, but then pushing them to get the um, to force forcing them to try and trying to force them to make them um, pay all the attorney's fees is just insult to injury, and it's on the basis of a pile of lies that they lied to the court saying that they weren't intending to vaccinate to, to issue a mandate, but under. Um, deposition, they said they were planning it. I mean, they were literally drafting it. At the same time, they were telling the court that we don't have one. So, I mean, I think this court knows that this that these people are not being honest, not being straightforward, and not acting in good faith. I think that's the most important yeah. thing, and that's a very, very bad thing from you know from a court's perspective. Leslie, where does this case stand uh, for the original charge, the original complaint, which is that these people have been horribly harmed and uh, discriminated against based on lies. And is there any, um, uh, what do you call, fix for that? Where does that that case stand now? 
So, so the 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 um, second case was dismissed, and but what the what the court ruled in its dismissal was there's a inherent conflict between a lawsuit a, a lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court called Jacobson versus Massachusetts in 1905 and more recent jurisprudence, more recent lawsuits. So basically, the Supreme Court ruled in 1905 that under very specific circumstances, like a smallpox outbreak that has a 30 to 40 percent death rate, a city or a municipality, a local area could mandate a shot that was known to be safe and effective. It had to be effective. Now, the smallpox shot was believed to be effective back then. We know now that it's not as it was portrayed, but let's just put that aside. The point is it had to be effective. And the state could mandate it or find people who did not want to take it. It did not say that the state had the right to plunge a needle into your arm. And then what happened was after World War II, um, you had the Nuremberg Code, you had the Declaration of Helsinki and the UNESCO Declaration on Bioethics and Human Rights. And all of these declarations stated that the practice of ethical medicine requires prior voluntary informed consent. But on top of that, in the, in the United States... Um, we've had two seminal cases. One is called Griswold versus Connecticut, and that found that you have a zone of privacy around you into which the state cannot intrude. That was a case, literally, it used to be illegal to use condoms in Connecticut, and a couple filed a lawsuit saying, you're not coming into our bedroom to police whether or not we wear a condom. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, this... we only have right. about then, three minutes, so I do want you to wrap it up. But it's this sure. is you're doing an amazing job in it, tackling something that is so massive, and which is one of the issues of the immediate future: medical ethics, ethical and, medicine. Go ahead, see if you can sort of wrap that up, and yeah, then so we want people to know how they can support you. Sure, this is why the LAUSD case is so important because the other lawsuit that went in front of the Supreme Court is Cruzon versus director, okay? And that went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that you have the right to bodily autonomy and to refuse medical treatment, even if it could save your life. So you've got a conflict in what the Supreme Court has ruled. And this is why we're saying this shot is not about Jacobson. It's not, it's a therapeutic. It doesn't prevent anything. It's a right, we have the right to privacy, and the court has to reconcile these. So we believe that we will prevail on the appeal, it will get sent back to the district court, and then she will actually be forced to adjudicate that we do, in fact, have the right to bodily autonomy. It has been ruled. This is our most sacred of human rights. This is what the yes. Supreme Court has ruled, and we must have this now written into a court order, basically, a, a, a rule, a ruling. And so that's where we're going, because our view is that you and you alone are responsible for your body. Um, no school district, no government entity, no business is responsible if you're injured and they don't know your medical background. You own your body. You're responsible for it. And you and you alone can make medical decisions. So we are going to push this as far as we have to all the way to the Supreme Court if we don't get the ruling that we want. Leslie Manukian, uh, I could not respect and cheer you on more in the work that you do. Just as an aside, it kind of makes you wonder why they're going after Clarence Thomas now, trying to get rid of him so that they can change the balance of the Supreme Court for issues just like this. Tell everybody they can find you and uh, support your work. Thank you so much, Karen. Yeah, Leslie Manukin, healthfreedomdefense.org is our website, Health Freedom Defense Fund. 
Um, please join us. Join our newsletter. Become a member for $10. And Karen, thank you for having me on the show. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Wish I had more time to talk to her. Please support her work. Amazing that we're having these discussions. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll have one more guest in this hour on the Alan Nathan Show on the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. In December, LastPass, a popular app for managing passwords, suffered a security breach, potentially exposing millions of people's personal information. When a business created to protect passwords gets hacked, it's a reminder how vulnerable our sensitive information can be when stored in the cloud. And for businesses who need to protect data, security is a top concern. To help prevent security risks, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud recently introduced a password manager, JumpCloud's Antoine Jabara. Businesses cannot always rely on an offline solution as users need to share and access passwords across multiple devices. And cloud-based options aren't ideal either. JumpCloud Password Manager takes a hybrid approach, storing data on users' devices and seamlessly syncs user vaults to multiple devices in an end-to-end encrypted way. This addresses some of the limitations of cloud-based systems and bridges the gap between convenience and security. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you want to support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his first first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat? Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. 
The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you. I'm a quadriplegic. I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity. I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system. I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me? Would there be a ventilator for me? Would I be able to survive something? It's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy... It's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now. We all gotta help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're gonna be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P-P-V-A dot org. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show, wrapping up this first hour here. And by the way, I'm Karen Cataline, commentator, columnist, all-around rabble-rouser host of my own show called Spouting Off. It is a pleasure to wrap up this show in keeping with the whole idea of jab injuries, both to our rights and to our bodies, is Dr. Christina Parks founder of the Vaccine Injury Treatment Alliance. She worked with the America's Frontline Doctors Legal Team in the research and preparation of expert declarations to support lawsuits. Uh, AFLDS filed in 2021 to attempt to stop and block the illegal injections and mandates. Dr. Christina Parks, thank you so much for joining us. It's my honor. Well, um, what do we need to know in the, with the status? My goodness, uh, as I say too often, it's like drinking from a fire hose. We are seeing that some vax injuries, in fact, I just saw this, people are actually getting compensated. They seem like peanuts, but the symbolism is important. What do you need to know about where we're at in acknowledging that there even are vaccine injuries? Yeah, that's exactly where we're at, trying to get people to acknowledge. Um, I don't think too many people have been acknowledged, let alone compensated. And so I think that uh, a lot of the work that I do and many others, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, um, is actually showing the mechanism by which this injures. And, you know, I think of Dr. Uh, Ryan Cole, who has actually done the pathology of these and is showing that, in fact, exactly what we feared is happening this gene transfer technology was designed to have our cells produce whatever you put in there. And in this case, it's a toxic foreign protein that our bodies are going to attack. There could hardly have been a a worse idea. And scientists knew this. I understand that lay people didn't. And that's exactly what's happening. Our cells, even they have people two years out that are still producing the toxic viral spike protein 
the body is attacking and destroying those cells. So we have people's bodies that are attacking itself. And since it's your cells themselves that are producing the spike protein, it's, it can be very, very difficult to treat. One of the easiest things to do and the most effective is, is fasting. So um, it doesn't have to be complicated, um, but uh, this is doing a lot of damage to our, uh, the lining of our blood vessels, causing a lot of, a lot of inflammation, a lot of neurological problems. And I think where we're going from here is as we nail down these mechanisms of injury, um, we're going to litigation. Litigation because none of this was ever legal because you have to have informed consent and true informed consent was not given and many people were mandated it and, and forced to sign something that said, I did this voluntarily. What? You know, you're forced to sign yes. something that said it was voluntary. You know, I yeah, tell people, yeah. if you are going to do it, right. sign that it was done under duress, which it was because you were going to lose your job. Yeah. There, there are so many atrocities and violations to everything that was imposed upon us in roughly 2020, early 2020. And I was thinking about something recently. We know that Fauci has been uh, under under a microscope and, and exposed to, it's like the fox guarding the chicken house. Can you, from a physician's perspective, define this whole idea of gain of function research. It sounds evil. It sounds like a mad scientist, but let me ask you, this is just a weird question. Were they trying to create a toxin that would kill millions and yet you could reverse it uh, for the super elite? Or am I just really letting my imagination run away with me? Well, I do want to clarify, I am a scientist. I have a PhD in cellular and molecular biology. And um, no, I don't. I mean, I think that it was very clear to scientists up front that this was engineered. And now they're admitting that it was engineered by people like Ralph Barrick at UNC Chapel Hill and, and Shit yeah. Chizen Lee um, from the you know uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology. Even the right. spike protein itself, it has HIV components. It has that furin cleavage site. It was made to infect human lung cells. There's a paper oh. showing that was made to infect human lung cells. You don't have a virus that, that jumps from something like a bat to humans. It has too many intermediates that are needed. This was designed, and we knew that from the beginning. We tried to say that. It was clearly designed. Um, what the purpose of it was, you know, we can only speculate, but it certainly looks like it, one of the things that I find very telling is that all four vaccines available in the U.S., um, the Ast well, one is in Europe, AstraZeneca, the J&J, &J, Moderna, and the Pfizer, all use the full-length spike protein. That is a very odd thing for a vaccine. Usually they would take, one, they would take not the toxic viral protein. They would take the less toxic and capsid protein, right? Um, they wouldn't use the spike protein at all because the NCAPSID protein is safer. And many very pro-vaccine people were shouting that from the rooftops. But all four vaccines used the full-length spike protein, which we know is toxic because they've studied these type of spike proteins and obviously engineered them for decades. So that uh, sends off alarm bells. You know, I don't, Doctor, I don't have any these, special knowledge. Are you aware of, of the vaxes being used outside the U.S. as having been any... Uh, different? Were there less or different spike proteins in other countries? Is it? I, I just wonder. 
Well, I know that India uses a more traditional vaccine, although it does new have, have a um, Novavax, a, a, a different adjuvant. Um, so that one, I'm not sure if that uses a full-length spike protein or not, but you would only be injecting a tiny bit of it. But even so, it is still correlated. It's still associated with myocarditis. So unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be a lot safer, although it doesn't suffer from some of the, it's not a gene transfer vaccine. And so in that mm. sense, it probably is quite a bit safer long term if you can get over that original um, threat of myocarditis. So there are some different vaccines, I think, that the different countries use overseas that maybe were not part of this, whatever this agenda yeah. is, um, that, you know, yeah. like you said, it, it does seem like they were engineering this to be destructive. Well, it's, it, many people have called it a bioweapon. Um, in our, unfortunately, <laughs> a, le, less than a minute, what does a layman person need to know? What is the most effective thing you can tell them? <laughs> you, what message do you want to leave us with? Because I just wish we had more time and we don't. Don't subscribe to fear. And uh, just keep your health up as, as best you can. Reduce inflammation. You know, cut back on the sugar drink water, um, be kind to yourself, because this is biological warfare. Boy, truer words were never spoken. Thank you, Dr. Christina Parks, founder of the Vaccine Injury Treatment Alliance. Please support these people who are standing with courage and honest, honesty and integrity. We got a whole nother hour of the show, of the Alan Nathan Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.